When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast Help Desk 119 for March 20th, 2019. This is the Podcast Help Desk with Mike Dell. Is this thing on? Yep, it's on. And uh, thanks, Mark, for the uh, intro there. And today I want to talk about the uh, top things that podcasters need to know about their podcast. And I do plan on in the show notes, having a link to a little checklist that uh, of things that you really need to write down about your podcast. This will not only help you in the future, but will also, uh, you know, make it so that when you're calling for tech support, you don't sound like a complete idiot. And no, I'm not saying that my customers are idiots, but it's amazing at how many people don't know this stuff about podcasting, you know, podcasting, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts. I get it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it's easy. It can be easy. Believe me, once you uh, get the hang of it and get your uh, process down, it is easy. It's like filling out your tax form. You fill out all the little blanks in the right order and uh, voila, you're done. And the more you do it, the easier it gets and, and all that, you know, and, and I'm not talking about marketing and, you know, recording and what content to put in there and all that stuff. That's uh, that stuff that you need to work out. But this is all technical stuff about podcasting in general that would really, really help you. And I have six of them here. There's probably uh, more, but uh, this is what I have come up with here recently. And, uh, you know, this is from my experience dealing with new podcasters and even some seasoned ones. So, uh, you know, bear with me, I, you know, but trust me when I say that if you know all these things about your podcast, you will be better off. So number one on my list is know that podcasting is a pull technology. All apps, all your subscribers, all the directories, all the apps on, uh, on whatever devices, all that stuff pulls your RSS feed whenever it, you know, whenever it wants to. Uh, you know, wherever that podcast feed is, that is the main thing to your podcast. That means when you publish your podcast, there will be a delay between publishing. And when that episode makes it to the directories, your subscribers in most apps will get it as soon as the local app pulls your feed. And it was pointed out to me by James Cridland that uh, there is a technology out there that will uh, ping whatever app and yeah, so on and so forth. But that hasn't come to the to the mainstream apps. So you know, just think about it this way: if you're using Apple Podcasts to listen to podcasts. You know, Apple Podcasts will pull the feed fairly quickly after the feed has been updated. The Apple directory will not pull it up immediately. The Apple directory listing is just a snapshot of your feed the last time it decided to pull your feed. But no, it's a pull. 
There's no way to really force Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart, Spotify, all those places. There's no way to actually push your show to those platforms. They are pulled in whenever those platforms or the local apps, and you know, and as far as a user, uh, it's pulled in whenever they choose to pull it. So just know that that's the case. And when you publish an episode, your best bet is to go have a cup of coffee, go have a beer, go, uh, you know, relax somewhere, and eventually it'll all get everywhere. Now, it's always good to check your feed. That's another list item here coming in a little bit. But anyway, number two on my list is know your RSS feed address. And it's really good to know how you know, how you generate that, but just know the address that you have one feed address and know what that is because when you want to check it out, you need to know that when, you know, you're asking for help from your, uh, whoever's helping you with your podcast. One of the things they want to do is look at your feed. So know that address, write it down, copy it into a, a document on your computer, you know, things about my podcast I should know. And like I said, I will have said document in the show notes there uh, at podcasthelpdesk.com, but just know what it is uh, and know how to check it. That's the other thing. So how to check your RSS feed. Currently, as of the time of this recording, there are only two podcast feed validators that are relevant to podcasting. Uh, all the rest of the validators out there are great for RSS news feeds and uh, textual feeds and probably good for other things, but are not good for podcasting. So, you know, W3, pod, or feedvalidator.org, that kind of thing, those are not podcast validators. And Unfortunately, Apple will send you to the W3 one, and it is not relevant to podcasting. The only two out there are castfeedvalidator.com and podbase, which is P-O-D-B-A dot S-E slash validate. Those are the only two that are podcast specific at this point that I know of that uh, will uh, check your feed. Uh, Cast Feed Validator is really good for telling what's in your feed. So you, you go to Cast Feed Validator, you drop your feed address in there. Of course, know the feed. And you check it, and it will also give you a little preview of what those are going to look like on the different directories. So you can see if the latest episode that you posted is actually in your feed. And if it's not, then you go troubleshoot that or go call support or whatever you need to do. But uh, that's, uh, that's good. And then Podbase is really good at uh, picking up technical issues with your feed. So it'll tell you if your image is too big, whether your head requests aren't working and all that. But for an established podcast, Cast Feed Validator works and a pod base, you should check after you publish an episode, you should probably go check that if you're in any sort of doubt of whether that works. Uh, number three, know that your RSS or that RSS is important. And if you generate it via your website, you cannot move to another website without redirecting the feed to, a new, to the new feed. So if you're on WordPress and you decide you want to go to Squarespace, you can't just turn off the WordPress site if you've been generating your feed at WordPress. 
because Squarespace does not have the capability to generate the exact same feed address. So you have to make other arrangements to redirect that feed. There's a couple of options, uh, and like that, you're like I said, you know, most of your uh, podcast uh, hosting companies will uh, know how to do a redirect and all that good stuff. But uh, specifically, Blueberry, who I work for, disclaimer, uh, you know, call us or, or uh, email or put in a ticket if you're ready to move away from WordPress because you have to do certain things in a certain order or you're going to lose your subscribers. Uh, it's very, very important. Uh, you know, that, that RSS feed is the transmitter for your little radio station that you call a podcast. And if you turn off the transmitter and then turn it on on a different frequency, nobody's going to know you moved. But if you do it in the right order, you can move and nobody will know that you moved because it'll all just work the way it did. So uh, please, you know, contact Blueberry uh, contact, uh, you know, whichever hosting company or your, uh, your web guru, whatever, you know, contact somebody, but don't just willy nilly move from one platform to another, unless you know what you're doing. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of time explaining to podcasters why they lost all their listeners because they basically abandoned their original RSS feed and then moved somewhere else and didn't do the 301 redirect. The 301 run redirect is needed, no matter what anybody else tells you. If you don't do a 301 redirect of your old feed to your new feed, you will lose listeners. 100% guaranteed, and I'm not going to argue about it. <laughs> and people do argue with me about that, but they're wrong. You have to do a 301 redirect. No other way around it. And if you're on a platform that does not offer 301 redirects, you're on the wrong platform. You started in the wrong place just is but most do you know i can i can only think of maybe one or two that don't know what they're what you're talking about when you ask them to do a 301 redirect or or maybe they have a setting right in their system so most places are pretty good about it contact your web hosting company or wherever you're generating your rss and they will do a 301 redirect more than likely let's see number 4 know that ratings and reviews in Apple Podcast, and no, it's not called iTunes anymore, in Apple Podcasts, do absolutely, positively nothing for your ranking in Apple Podcasts or any other platform. They're great to have, they're great social proof, but ranking does nothing for findability, does nothing, reviews do nothing for your ranking, uh, and, you know, it's just... It's an absolute waste of, of time, really, to, uh, you know, hawk for ratings and reviews. In my humble opinion, you'll never hear me say, go over to Apple Podcasts and rate my show. Not going to say that. Just not going to say it. It's, it's, they're, they're great and all that, but let it happen naturally, and it does nothing for your rating at Apple. And uh, i got to play a little clip here. Well, I wish I could get that excited about but Nothing? Are you kidding? Page 73, Johnson, Maven, R. I'm somebody now. Yeah, and, you know, having a great rating and review in Apple Podcasts or just the fact that you're in Apple Podcasts is just like getting in the phone book. Yay, everybody's in the phone book as long as they got a phone. 
So, you know, it's not that big a deal. It's not going to help you a lot. And by the way, that was from uh, Steve Martin's movie, The Jerk, that uh, came out, I believe, in the 70s or 80s. But uh, I always remember that that thing, uh, you know, that uh, that scene, you know, whenever somebody's all excited about getting into Apple Podcasts or getting into Spotify, it's about it. You know, you're in the, okay, you're in the phone book for podcasts. Yay. <laughs> I don't find that uh, too exciting, but hey, it's great. You know, it's good. That's what we're here for. But, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the thing is you, you really, really don't need to worry about ratings and reviews. They're cool, but you don't need to worry about them. Not the end of the world. All right, let's see. Along the same lines, number five, trying to game the system and whatever system that is by stuffing keywords everywhere in titles, author tags, and other places will get you delisted from Apple. Believe it or not, you can get delisted from Apple for simply having your name in the title of your show if your show isn't a name. Like my, I have a podcast called Mike Dell's World. They're not going to ding me for putting Mike Dell in the title. But if I had Podcast Help Desk by Mike Dell, that would get me kicked out of Apple, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever uh, guru told you to stuff keywords in the author tag. So in my author tag for this show, it says Mike Dell. It doesn't say Mike Dell, comma, the podcast guru of the world. Please listen to the show for tips and tricks on how to podcast just like Daniel J. Lewis and Dave Jackson. No, it doesn't say that. It says Mike Dell. That's all it says. If anybody tells you to put anything in there other than your name, they're wrong. And you will get kicked out of Apple. And case in point, I had a customer who's a fairly popular person interview a fairly popular other person who put out a link to the Apple Podcasts link to this show. Okay, this is going to tell you that there's there's actually two lessons in there. And I think I told you about this one before, but basically just before Christmas, he got kicked out of Apple Podcasts because he was getting all this publicity. His show shot up into the rankings and Apple, when you jump into the top 200, looks really close. Well, he had his author name stuffed with all kinds of irrelevant keywords instead of just his name. And Apple pulled his show out of the, out of the directory. Funny thing is Apple was on vacation for two weeks. Pretty much everybody in the podcast department was gone until somewhere in, you know, first week of January. So he had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of free publicity going to a dead link on Apple Podcasts. The two lessons is don't stuff your keywords, and the other lesson is don't promote Apple. <laughs> if you're going to promote a link to your show, promote the link directly to your website where your show is. And if you don't have a website, get one. But anyway, that's just my humble opinion. And number six, and this one was the most controversial that I posted on social media, is this, what hosting company your MP3s are sitting on will do nothing to improve your success. There are some caveats to that, obviously. But as long as the host can deliver the files fast and reliably, you're pretty much good to go. And your website generally will not uh, do that. So you really do want a dedicated media host. 
and you want it to be not the same website as your actual website or where you're generating your feed, unless, you know, like I said, if you're at uh, Lipson or, or Podbean or whatever, yeah, you, you know, if you've got your website also at Lipson or Podbean or whatever, uh, that, that, that'll work just fine. Uh, but, you know, don't, uh, don't put it on your WordPress, you know, $3 a month hosting plan over at uh, Bluehost or whatever and expect that to uh, deliver very well. Now, the caveat to it that I got a little pushback on was, uh, say, Amazon S3. Amazon S3 is an awesome, awesome media delivery service. Problem is, it's a variable pricing. So if you get really popular, it can get really expensive. And that can be a hindrance. But that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, it has nothing to do with the listener experience. And then somebody, when I said that, said, uh, well, the listener experience would suck if you couldn't afford your hosting and you had to shut it down. Yeah, of course. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, chances are that's not going to happen. And, you know, of course, I work for Blueberry. I want everybody to, to go to Blueberry. And if you want to go to Blueberry, use my promo code HELPDESK for a free month. Anyway, that is my little ad there. But, you know, any dedicated podcast host is good enough most of the time. There's a few exceptions to that, and I won't get into that. But, you know, just to say that, you know, the main thing here, you know, is know your RSS feed and know how to check it because everybody freaks out. I, I, I get these daily. I get these, you know, absolute panicked people. I published my episode at 6 a.m., and it's 6.03, and it's not in iTunes yet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Relax a little bit, please. Relax. It's not an emergency. It's a podcast episode. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, I'm being a little too animated. But really, you know, give it, give it a few hours. Give it 24 hours. And all your subscribers will get it right away. You know, I found that uh, Apple Podcasts, I've been using the Apple Podcasts app on my phone to listen to podcasts, which I hadn't done in a long time. I've been using Overcast, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to drink all the Kool-Aid and attempt to use these Apple Podcasts app just just to get used to it and how it works because I, I, I always seem to be running into people that are having issues. And i got to tell you, I put out an episode, and I'm subscribed to my own show. I get it in Apple Podcasts before I get it anywhere else. And I've got an Android tablet here with uh, probably 10 Android apps on it. On my iPhone, I've got three, four apps. And, uh, you know, I can fire up all those apps, and the one that will be the fastest is Apple Podcasts. You know, that's not to say that uh, the others won't work, but, you know, the fastest one is Apple Podcasts. Not that that matters a hell of a lot because the nature of podcasting is that people listen to it on their own time. So, you know, being fast isn't exactly super important. I just might find it interesting. Now, if I go to my listing at Apple, in the, you know, if I go search for my show in Apple Podcasts, I bet you that episode wouldn't be there for, you know, six hours, 10 hours, 24 hours, whatever. I don't care. It's in the feed. If someone subscribes to my show, they're going to get the latest episode. That's what it's for. You know, that's how podcasting works. And, uh, okay, I, I did save these clips out. I didn't end up using them, so I want to use the, the one. Uh, here, here's one. I unfriend you. Yeah, that's uh, from 
whatever insurance commercial. I thought it was funny. But the part, the one that I liked is this one. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. I, I, play, I, uh, I have this in my little soundboard, and I wish I could play that on the phone when uh, someone calls me up and, uh, and argues with me about how podcasting should work. Because it doesn't work the way a lot of people think. It's backwards. It's a pull technology, not a push. And, you know, as I went through on this list. But anyway, check out the show notes. Uh, I am going to write up a little form that you can uh, fill out of things that you should really know about your podcast. Uh, for, you know, whether you're hosting with Blueberry, Lipson, or whatever. When you call tech support or email tech support, if you know all these things and you tell them all these things, you will get uh, much faster support. So I will put that uh, little list in the uh, show notes over at podcasthelpdesk.com. Uh, should be the uh, latest thing if uh, you're listening somewhere around March 20th or uh, that week. And uh, sorry for the lousy voice. I'm still getting over a cold. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, sometimes it sounds cool, but sometimes it sounds like I'm, I'm uh, falling apart here. But uh, I'm not. It's all good, and uh, everybody have a a good one. Of course, you can uh, catch my uh, daily or every other daily uh, podcast help desk news over at podcasthelpdesknews.com or phdnews.blueberry.net. You can also uh, subscribe to it in your Amazon, whatever her name is, smart speaker app uh, as a... uh, daily news brief. I'm, I'm still working on getting the Google uh, Home version of that going, but uh, I will at some point. But it's a little three to five minute uh, either tip or news item on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and other days as needed. So go check that out, phdnews.blueberry.net or podcasthelpdesknews.com. And catch me next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.